Hello and welcome to Obehave. I am your host, Brian Middleton, um, also known as the Bearded Behaviorist. And today we have as a guest, Brad Bishop. Welcome, Brad. Hello. Good to see you, Brian. Good to see you too, finally. And yeah. anything yeah. other than a Sitecore post. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We're more than just memes, although it might not seem that way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Memes are memes are my second language, so <laughs> Yeah, they are. Between memes and gifts, I mean, really we've gone back to hieroglyphics, but no one's talking about it. So <laughs> why not? Why so, not? Uh, so Brad, uh, as I briefly alluded to, is uh, one of the two-person team that makes up Sitecore. Yeah, and uh, I am honored to have you. You're 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 the second part of the team that's been on now, and it's it's been a while in the making, but excited for it. Yeah, um, pleasure to be here. Awesome. And uh, yeah. today we are talking about ABA and humor. And before we get started. Folks, this is an unusual one. Um, this one is going to be marked with a content warning because uh, we are going to be talking about things that are potentially dark. Um, yeah. uh, dark humor, gallows humor, graveyard humor, that sort of thing. Uh, and there is a, a, a high likelihood that there's going to be language of the adult variety this going this point forward. So if you are easily offended or concerned about language or if you have little ones in the room and you don't want them to get exemplars of what not to say uh, <laughs> or, or how to say it technically or how to say it yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> please I'm teaching for doing it well so <laughs> <laughs> so yes be beware content warning this point forward there will be no further content warnings uh we're, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, adult stuff, and if you don't like it, please don't continue listening. Uh, all of the other content we have is, is not of that realm. Um, so here we go. Uh, the yeah. floor is yours, Brad. <laughs> the floor is mine, huh? Oh, oh boy. Not, talk about an introduction in that part. Uh, I'm sorry to say so, the floor is also lava. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that explains the bitter pain. Okay. Um, <laughs> And then the later lack of feeling, ironic. Um, <laughs> speaking of dark humor, um, yeah, just gallows humor, huh? I was kind of taking it as why don't we just explore the entirety of what humor? Is oh, uh, I wasn't of. implying just. We could talk about any aspect oh, of humor. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, but but gallows oh, humor I, is a part of that. So okay, well, um, I, I got a good story for that, so we'll we'll make sure to throw that in there. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, just in the past week. Uh, or so, and, and Ryan and I've had a, a conversation about uh, humor too, but trying to break it down, what is humor behavior analytically, right? Yeah. Uh, you get into the social pieces, obviously, um, but just trying to break down, I mean, you got puns, innuendos, knock-knock jokes, all these topographies of a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just uh, what we really got into, um, into is trying to find what is potentially the reinforcer behind jokes. Like, why do they exist? Yeah. That's a good you question. You know what I mean? So we started getting into uh, meta contingencies and then uh, a, a great debate over um, uh, a joke essentially being on an ontogenetic response, right? Mm -hmm. And recently those things went out with the um, ontogeny and phylogeny. Uh, but at what point um, does a joke have a basis in phylogeny? Is that the like release dopamine? Is that uh, what purpose does a joke have to be moving forward as a skill or a, a, a piece to be learned? Um, that's not just social, but I'm just kind of rambling. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, so with the phylogenetic component, the, that's something that, that me and my, my best friend Bob talk about all the time. Um, yeah. It, it's, uh, so, so the most basic humor that a baby encounters is the, the, the peekaboo. And yeah. um, that's because, and that wor only works because of the lack of object permanence for the baby. Yeah. And so, no, so it works for some adults too, but uh, 
<laughs> valid point. Valid point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but the but the idea behind it is like, oh no, the caregiver, the person that I depend on, has disappeared. I'm worried. I'm scared. And then, oh, they're yeah. back. Okay, I can laugh. I'm relieved. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and and so the underlying theory that that me and and Bob have come up with is that and well it's not really us it's based off of some other people Bob would remember who who has who has pointed this out but the underlying premise of humor is that there is a threat that's been disabled so mm. like if you think about it from the perspective of a hunter gatherer who's out hunting and there's a swish 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 in the tall grass and he readies his spear and the swish yeah. swish swish is his friend who comes through the tall grass and the friend looks at him and the, he looks at the friend and they make eye contact and it's like, Oh no, this is, this is going to get really bad really quick. And then they both laugh because it's like, yeah. Oh, I thought you were a threat. You thought I was a threat. We're not being threatening to each other. This is funny. Yeah. <laughs> right. But she's not even that basis. Yeah. Uh, one, one going back that far, uh, I had the thought of, uh, um, what was it? It was, uh, you know, you're thinking about cavemen, the, the cavemen era and how uh, humor is starting to develop. And it was one of the first times a guy, a guy realized he could make a cave art and get laid for it. Uh, and therefore it became, it became a skill, right? <laughs> that's a phrase. To oh, so funny. Yeah. That's, that's where that started. <laughs> So yeah, and, and, and humor comes in different levels. Um, and, and Bob and I have identified kind of levels of, or of topography, I guess you could say. Yeah, um, absolutely. So like there's, there's, the, uh, there's the, the simplest, which is Im immediate threat that's been disabled. Uh, yeah. Then there's slapstick humor, which is like, you know, bonk, whack, that sort of thing. The person survives. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that right. sort of stuff, um, and then there's uh, in group Which versus out group humor. Dichotomy. Yeah, um, an interesting dichotomy in slapstick humor. If it's funny, if they survive, but if it's dark humor, then it's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But anyway, you're saying. <laughs> uh, and then there's then there's a social humor, and that that's usually in group versus out group, that sort of thing. Um, funny fact about me for the very longest time i could not stand shows like the office and parks and rec because yeah. for me it was just threat i would see characters mm. like dwight where dwight was screwing up he was breaking all the rules and nobody was mm. explaining to him that he was breaking the rules and so i would watch the office and i'd be just like why are they being mean to him like yeah. why don't they tell him what he's doing wrong and it wasn't until I learned that, oh, it's, it's in-group versus out-group. It's, it's kind of an exemplar of what not to do versus what to do uh, yeah. type of thing. And so that, that's the social humor of, like, it's dangerous to be on the outside. It's dangerous to mm -hmm. be in a, in a condition where you're not a part of the social group. But um, if it's a story where we're watching what's happening and we're seeing what not to do, then it's funny. Yeah. And, and, and so that, that's a, that's a level of humor that it wasn't until I understood that aspect of it that I was like, okay, this is funny. I can get this. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we also identified some, uh, some other uh, topographies. So one that I, I had access to from a pretty young age is in group versus out group uh with absurdism mixed in so um uh -huh. my favorite example is monty python anything monty python oh yeah it's like no they're fantastic if you're if you're not a part of the in group then and, and someone says we are the knights of me and the rest of you listening are out no. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> but but my impulse has always been to include people in the in group um, because I didn't like being on the out group. So I'd figure out yeah. what it was that the other person didn't get, and then include them. And so that's that's based off my learning history. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's everyone's learning history. Yeah, uh. <laughs> and then and then there's just. Plain old, I know I missed a step or two in there, but there's plain old absurdism. Uh, I love absurdism. Mm -hmm. It's it's the best. Um, yeah. 
my, my favorite absurdist joke is, uh, what is a peach? What is a peach? A motorcycle because uh, telephones can't have car doors. Nice. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just so absurd. There's, I don't know why I love it so much, but it's just, I don't know. It's the, unpredict the unpredictability. Yeah. And the uh, and just absolute logic. Yeah. Talk about a wicked interverbal. <laughs> exactly and one of my other favorite yeah. things i like to say is like i hate the fact that i look so young and one day when i finally get gray hair i'm gonna be so excited because i can be that grumpy old dude on the front porch yelling at kids who are on my lawn get off my lawn you little assholes come up here and play some checkers yeah. with me yeah <laughs> excellent i can see that happening yeah. <laughs> subverted expectations there beautiful yeah uh, i uh, one of my favorite examples was reading a story in, about two gentlemen in a nursing home and they were holding a uh, jousting competition in wheelchairs with crutches uh, over the affection of some favorite nurses. <laughs> and I was like, when I would grow up, I want to be like that guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. But like, I, I've noticed that like humor it, well, there's multiple functions to humor. Topography isn't isn't mm -hmm. the only thing, um, no. as 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 we well know as behavior analysts. But like, I've noticed that depending on like what type of humor, it seems like it's uh, it's a uh, well. If any anybody who knows me it, it, or been around me any length of time knows that I'm always cracking jokes um, and. Yeah. The function of that could potentially be attention, and it definitely has an attention component. But what most people don't know is when I'm by myself, I'm still cracking jokes. So, <laughs> <laughs> dang you, auto clinic. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then uh, just speaking to the different types and everything, uh, the one of the biggest impacts is definitely context, because. Uh, for instance, we can go back to the office, um, saying the standard joke of, um, that's what she said, uh, might work in the TV show, but it's not going to work so well at math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so those pieces are, are just everything and, uh, watching, I think one of the favorite phenomenons was, uh, watching some of the horrendous things comedians can say in a stand up scenario or in a nightclub. And you're just like, there's how do you even learn to put that chain together? There's no way in hell I'd get away with that. Like, <laughs> you get in trouble just impersonating or talking about it loosely. Like, well, and it also depends on your audience because, like, that's that's a so that I guess there's a a big verbal behavior component there because, um, like, if you speak to your audience wrong, like, if I were to go up in front of a crowd and and jokingly say something that's overtly racist, I would deserve getting my butt beat. Thank you very much. Uh, but <laughs> then there, then there's Dave Chappelle who, uh, his experiences, uh, I think Dave Chappelle is one of the greatest comedians of the last 40 years. Um, yeah. And, and he can address and, and cover things that other comedians could not get away with addressing because, well, frankly, he's got experience and knowledge and he's speaking to his audience. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I, I can respect him uh, for that. And I can also realize that if I tell jokes about autism being autistic, that's okay. But if somebody else tells a joke about autism, uh, that's probably not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't quite work. You're out of experience and yeah. <laughs> Why don't yeah. you just sit down? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, although I do tend not to tell jokes about autism mainly because, well, right now we're at a stage where uh, people tend to misread and misunderstand that sort of thing. But I, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you have to be careful with the audience and, and, and careful what you're doing and saying. But I, again, if it, I guess the function for my joke telling in that case is not attention, it's something else. Maybe it's access. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. My uh, favorite, my favorite autism joke, by the way, just since, since I've thrown this out there, um, when when people oh, talked oh about do talk about doing lines for the longest time, I thought it was lining things up in a row because for me, doing lines is lining up the cars. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> so, and, and I'm not kidding. I, that, that, that's literally what I thought as a kid. And then I, when I finally figured it out, I thought it was hilarious. So Yeah, you're right. I think my favorite is uh, people are like, uh, well, that's not functional play. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's LA traffic. Fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely functional. We're just in the wrong location. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching you patience to deal with traffic. <laughs> that's exactly it. He's learning how to wait right now. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> He's done that for six hours. It's like, that sounds like a commute to me. <laughs> Stop and go traffic, guys. Stop and go traffic. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> oh, he's stacking them vertically now? Look, it's a junkyard. We're doing great with this kid. <laughs> Either there's a pile up on I-5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. Oh, he'll fix it, though. He'll organize it. He'll get everything back moving smoothly. Yeah. <laughs> Just give him a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the other favorites, I think, uh, just going over the principles of behavior and humor is the process of shaping mm. uh, and, and how that really impacts not just the jokes you tell, but I think the biggest missing, like the key, you, you have obviously the, the standard, you must relate to your audience, relate to your audience, which that's context, we got that, that's fine, that's mm -hmm. out of the way. But uh, delivery can be everything. Yeah, because people can go, knock, knock, who's there, whatever the joke's done, but it's not done with the same, lost the word. So, so uh, differential reinforcement of lower rates of behavior to allow for comedic timing? Yeah, possibly, possibly. <laughs> it could be more of a latency or in a response time kind of thing. That's, that's true as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think one of my favorites that... We, we fortunately have video record of everything now since video's been around for enough time. But uh, um, I think if people really dig into like Robin Williams, for instance, uh, going all the way back to his uh, kind of Bork and Mindy and even some of his earlier stand-up pieces with that, you can see the process of his jokes and his timing getting shaped this whole time. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you start relating it to his later works. And it's just like behavior shaping and humor right there. Like you can totally watch it. It's fantastic well um one of my favorite youtube channels um is called charisma on command um oh yeah and uh the gentleman he started it out as just trying to explore but he's he's gotten better and better as he goes along and he he likes to uh analyze the charismatic and non-charismatic behaviors within people um and one of the things that uh, one of the episodes he did, and I don't watch every single episode he puts out, but I, you know, I, I pick and choose the ones I like. Um, and he does this really excellent episode on Kevin Hart um, where he shows how Kevin Hart is constantly testing, 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 testing his jokes and refining them. And then when it comes to his stand-up routine, like bam, he hits it. It is, it, it hits hard on. And, and just yeah. right where it needs to be in that 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 funny bone. Um, yeah. So Which def is definitely Which you know a lot of fun. Humor <laughs> Do you? Okay, I just want to make that, make sure you know that. So, say the important. last part again? That the uh, humorous is the funny bone? Yes, yes, the humorous is the funny yeah, bone. Just wanted, <laughs> just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I appreciate all the jokes. The dark ones, the corny ones, the stupid ones. The, you know, yeah. the, the thing is, is that um, people think that cannibal jokes aren't very funny, but I can find a couple of humorous things about it. Yeah. There you go. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, they'll probably eat last anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the subtlest cannibal joke I've ever heard was... Uh, the cannibal passed his brother in the woods. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Very good. Speaking of dark humor. <laughs> yeah, speaking of dark humor. Oh, man. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, on, that, on that topic, um, I've got a few friends um, who are, are veterans who have been through some pretty – pretty horrific stuff and mm -hmm. uh dark humor is their go-to and yeah. it seems like based off of their experiences 
Um, and, and based off of what I've talked with them about that and I've kind of observed and, and kind of observed their behavior after they're allowed to be able to let that dark humor out, that it, it seems to be uh, an automatic negative uh, reinforcement that in that it seems to alleviate an internal pressure, um, mm, like which, venting. yeah, kind of eventing, kind of that frustrated sigh type mm-hmm. thing. Um, and it's, it's all hypothetical. I've got no research on this. Um, no, but I, I've also it, noticed that whenever I get into the point where I'm using some dark humor, like for example, when I'm, cracking jokes about um, some of the challenges that I've faced being autistic. Um, yeah. That it seems to create an alleviation uh, from, from those internal events that are occurring. Yeah. Um, private events. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're including, yes. Keep in the and, behavior realm. <laughs> and then, um, I I've been delving a little bit into RFT and act and that sort of stuff. And I don't know how much mm-hmm. of that is truly accurate because I'm still, I'm still an ABA baby. Um, but it's very fascinating to see the connections that, that are appearing there. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and so it, it, it seems to be kind of a way of being able to face the face, the, that, that thing that you would otherwise be trying to avoid. Um, yeah. So I, I, I see that kind of towards like after that kind of we were talking about with the phylogeny and ontogeny with humor, we definitely start kind of scratching at that RFP thing uh, a little bit. But I'm I'm still reading some books I picked up at ABAI about it, so I'm not uh, in a, a position to hold a stance on where that is. Uh- I'm pretty good at act itself because I've been using it for myself for a while. Like, you know, it's, it it just, it helps. Um, it's, uh, so I don't know, testimonial wise, that's not very analytic of me. (laughs) (laughs) I do do love the, uh, uh, phrasing though, because, uh, you know, BCBA should be like, we have a behavior intervention or modification. If you want to talk like you're from the eighties. Uh, but, um, I, I love act because it's like, well, I'm going to sit down, kiddo. We're going to get your act together. <laughs> I love stuff like that. <laughs> and then the BCBA, BCBA side of me says, well, if we can't get your act together, I'm going to grab you by the function. Um, <laughs> so either way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so function, function seems to be always paramount in, in uh, all these things. Cause like it, that, automatic negative would be basically a escape avoidance, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, escape avoidance kind of thing. Um, to some degree, uh, the hard part in that scenario, especially with the group is how would you be able to tease that apart? That's true. Yeah. From the standpoint of things, cause you have, you could be reporting. Let's just hypothetically say we can dive into that, but you're reporting that you're getting some, form of release or uh, dopamine delivery Mm -hmm. but we also have to think you're getting that social interaction and that bonding uh over those pieces just to say it's just escape yeah Mm -hmm. uh unless unless uh your war buddies were you know in battle and made jokes and got out of the situation i'm not entirely sure (laughs) well i guess if we were to use the saponian shock method it could be socially mediated escape See, see there you go yeah yeah. Just you should next time you're at the barbecue, you should just test them. <laughs> they start talking about you. Just no, I'm kidding. That wouldn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going to ruin the barbecue rather quickly. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Uh, but no dark, dark humors. I, I definitely could see uh, some form of processing. Um, I know a lot of people use it as it, it is a skill for them to, uh, uh, you could say almost like a self-regulation. So you get into uh, back to baseline by using uh, dark humor or humor in general. I'm notorious for doing that all the time. Uh, the more stressful a situation gets, the more sarcastic or more uh, um, bleak I could be about it. Uh, yeah. I think a great, a great example I have just in the dark humor realm is uh my uh, dad passed away about 11 years ago. And uh, the, the family and I, we all meet in Medford, Oregon, where he passed. We're packing all the stuff up. And I'm, I'm getting to the 
the part. <laughs> Try to give you some context. That's uh, fine. But uh, yeah, but um, speaking of dark humor, we go to uh, we uh, he gets cremated, right? And mm -hmm. uh, he loved uh, Montana and the mountains and that whole area. So we drove him from Oregon. We're all on this grudge of a trip. Everyone's stressed and sad and having a hard time with everything. And uh, um, what I happened to do and find at the house was a bag of flour, um, which was really funny because my dad was more like a, uh, uh, the type of cook where you think Pizza Hut should be on speed dial. Um, <laughs> so okay. a bag of flour is pantry. I'm like, what's going on here? Uh, but here we are, my family, we're all driving into Yellowstone, one of his favorite places in the, the whole world. And it's me, my sister and me, and we have his ashes between us in the car. And, uh, and then the whole family's in this caravan style kind of following behind us. And uh, what I happened to do was um, take the flour from his pantry. And literally, as we're going 60 miles an hour into Yellowstone, I roll down the window and throw the flour out of the window. <laughs> 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 So there's this whole great moment where there's three cars behind us, completely gridlocked. All the uncles, aunts, and cousins just like they slow from 60 to 15. <laughs> as this big cloud of flour goes flying down the highway. <laughs> there's just like, did he just? Was that? No, that couldn't have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so dark sense of humor. There you go. There's the great. <laughs> I'm sure you got an earful from a few people. Uh, no, I didn't get too much of an earful. I actually had more laughs than I than I thought I would have got, which might speak oh. to my family. But uh, okay, yeah. that does speak yeah. to your family. That's fantastic, <laughs> right? But <laughs> there was definitely a what the hell, <laughs> followed by that's something your father would have done. Um, <laughs> and the whole time, and I didn't even think about it until after the fact, but it made me think about the Big Lebowski too. Have you seen that at all? You know, uh, I haven't. It's it's on my list yeah. of, of movies to watch. Uh, I've been so hesitant. <laughs> gotcha. Same kind of scenario in short. Uh, their friend passes, he gets cremated, and they're trying to scatter his ashes over the, uh, uh, off into the, off a cliffside into the water. And it keeps and blowing back guy, up. Yep. <laughs> as the guy keeps shaking the can, the guy behind him just gets blasted in the face with all the ashes. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like there's a lot of different functions going on there. Um, mm -hmm. I guess, do you have any other insights about, about humor and, and ABA and, and, and how you think they relate? How I think they relate? Yeah. Mm -hmm. or, or rather how the principles, I guess, apply to, to behavior. And, and, and humor. <laughs> I think we covered some of the basics uh, as far as like just like shaping, topography, dug all those out of the way. Um, I think one of my favorites to think about with humor is uh, it's a teaching tool. And I don't just mean like presenting it in a funny way. Uh, as a content creator, I've kind of learned uh, the point where uh, I'm starting to recognize that unless I can start making jokes about the content, and those leaps and logics and fallacies and being able to make uh, a really example, uh, like an exemplar be a non-exemplar and those kind of twists and turns, then I'm finding I don't really understand uh, what the actual term is or what the actual uh, principle is. So there's an interesting piece where the, the fallacy or the leap in logic within humor is a great teaching tool. Oh yeah. Uh, and as like a, like a self check. So it's just, that's kind of fun. Well, um, so a, a perfect example of that, I've been trying to tackle CMORs, S's, and T's. Um, yeah. And I used the idea of the, the vibrating water from the T-Rex in uh, Jurassic Park yep. as, as, a, as a signal of a CMOR, as a signal of a worsening condition or, you know, yeah. improving. And somebody pointed out, no, that's not a CMOR. That's... Um, that's a stimulus that mm -hmm. can't be a CMOR. And I'm like, okay, you're right. But since that movie has come out, anytime any 
viewer sees any movie where there's vibrating water, that is an indication that a large beast or large herd, and we see this in Jumanji. Uh, I've seen yeah. this in a few other things. I was recently watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, which is a hilarious show, by the way. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, and, and they actually use that. And, um, and, and so when, you know, you see the vibrating water in a cup or a puddle or something like that, it's a, oh shit moment <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> where oh, like so, something is about to go really bad, really quick. Yeah. Um, and so, so that individual who pointed that out was right that in that situation, it was not a CMOR, but mm-hmm. we, as the audience know that when you see vibrating water, it means something bad's about to happen. Yeah, that's, I think that's definitely, that's a great point. But uh, I do raise an interesting question, though, because you know how they did the, uh, uh, made the water move like that by chance in Jurassic Park? I know you're going to tell me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Please enlighten me. <laughs> Please enlighten you. So to my understanding, and someone feel free to correct me, but the way the specific effect was done was with a bass guitar and an amplifier. So they're playing a low enough note that started the waves within the water. Okay. So what's really going to be funny with your comment about everyone's going to be concerned about water, uh, you know, when it starts wiggling like that, uh, it's going to make concerts real interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's a part of the context there, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, of course, then you can argue there's a lot of hurrying monsters around that type of context anyway. So... Well, and it, it depends on the type of concert you're going to, because like if it was like a Norwegian death metal concert, then yes, that would be inaccurate. That would, or, or something from Dead Mal. I mean, I'm pretty sure there'd be some water movement there. Yeah. So I guess um, a question I have is, uh, what do you think is is um, the behavior behavioral principle in play with subverted expectations? Um, I'll, I'll use an example to connect because this, this is what, this is what occurred to me just now when we were talking about that. Um, there's yeah. a fantastic music video and I really recommend you look it up and watch it called Norwegian reggaeton. Okay. And it's, it's literally a, a Norwegian death metal band doing a reggaeton song. Huh. It is hilarious. It yeah. is the best and if it and and um one of my good friends uh speaks fluent spanish and he translated the lyrics and it is even better when you know because like they're they're singing in english and then they're speaking in spanish and then when you get the translations of the lyrics you're just like this is so good (laughs) yeah that's amazing Uh, so is that more of a parody then or is that it, it's it's a parody, but they go full hilt. They they're like they're straight up being very serious about it, and they're having fun with it. But they're 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 taking it seriously as well. Kind of um, kind of like how Blazing Saddles does. Okay, yeah. Where it's like they're they're taking it, and and it gets a little bit ridiculous near the end, just like with Blazing Saddles. But at the same time, it's like. Yeah. It's it's that sub, subversion of expectations, which is a really big portion of, of humor I've noticed. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, what 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 behavior analytic principles or or behavioral principles are going on there? Do you think? Oh man, that kind of juxtaposition piece, right? Yeah. Well, wonders. I, I'm scratching now. We're just reaching for stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I was... about a... No, you're fine. Play with it, right? That's how we learn things. Someone throw stones, it'll be funny. <laughs> like a joke that didn't go well. So it was your error in your knowledge. Perfect. Well, one of my awesome. favorite jokes I like to tell, it works so well with parents, um, is uh, yeah. I'm getting introduced to them and, and they're getting to know me and I I've, I've get a chance to kind of fill out my audience and then I'm like, oh yeah, I love kids. They're great with uh, deep fried with barbecue sauce. Yeah, <laughs> a little too much. A little too much. Family is all you can eat. Um, <laughs> but Family no, feasts, exactly. they're the best. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, that almost makes me like, one thing we haven't thought about was uh, like stimulus equivalent. And I almost wonder if that could be a piece of that. But again, I'm, I'm grasping at straws. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm totally grasping at this point. 
<laughs> well, hey, you know, if if, uh, if you figure out or where I figure it out, we'll just have to do an episode part two, right? Yeah, part two, right? We totally do. Yeah. Electric Here's Boogaloo. That's problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it won't be as bad as Blues Brothers 2000, right? Oh, man. You had to bring that up? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just stay with the classic, Belushi all the way. Yes. And not his younger brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, I that that is such a big part of humor is just that kind of I'm I'm setting up the expectation you're expecting something else to happen, and then I wham introduce something totally completely unrelated, and and I've yeah. I've noticed that that is a huge part of humor, just like timing that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, an, uh, an an excellent one is a. Um, a, a, a bishop, a priest, and a rabbit walk into a bar, and mm-hmm. the bartender says, somebody's having autocorrect issues, aren't they? <laughs> That's a perfect one. <laughs> uh, I think one of my favorites was a, a horse walks into a bar, and the, the bartender says, hey, and the horse says, sure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We've, we've degraded to bar jokes. That happened rapidly. We, we made it a good amount of time, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, there were uh, fancy, jargony words with sufficient length, so people think it's knowledgeable. Well, you know, one time I walked into a bar and it hurt, so... Yeah. Did you do it again? No. <laughs> it was a punisher. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I get worried about those ones where they like that. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Got to get married for a functional replacement. This is going to get awkward. So, so um, that brings up something else. Uh, reference oh humor. Boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> reference humor. Reference humor is huge. Um, uh, so, so since we're bringing it up, this is actually a design I have. Uh, yeah. Reference, uh, so, a, a, I don't... In the in the screen, I can see it's reading backwards. So, in case people aren't good yeah. at reading backwards, uh, it says "May the fifth be with you." Um, it's uh, Tatooine Premium uh, Tequila. Uh, so, the, <laughs> if you're if you're a Star Wars fan or have any 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 limited exposure to that, uh, this this particular design is is uh, making <laughs> the joke that stormtroopers can't shoot well, and this is probably why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh it's not the, it's not the helmet yeah. so so this is uh pretty funny because i wore this shirt once um and somebody got offended by it uh i, I wore it to a, a setting where i didn't think there was an issue um it was outside of my home and outside of my normal set of friends and someone's like yeah. are you endorsing alcohol drinking and to this person that was a threat yeah and and I, and I had to explain the joke to this individual. Um, I'm I'm leaving uh, information about gender and, and and all that out to protect the, the identity of the guilty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> in this particular case, I had to explain it, and even then, this individual was super offended and upset. Yeah. And and I was like, "Well, do you know Star Wars? Have you have you seen anything?" And and the answer was no. Um, and so right. that that was kind of an interesting experience experiment that was unintended (laughs) 12 hours to educate you on this process so (laughs) it's like all right i guess you don't get it moving on (laughs) yeah here's your disney plus account have a good day yes Uh, (laughs) yeah go watch everything if you still don't find it funny don't talk to me anyway um (laughs) but like reference humor um that's stimulus pairing, right? Yeah. Hey, sorry. Hold on. Shame. Oh. Shame. There we go. What do you mean shame? You're the one calling on a Friday at one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Never oh, going to forgive you. Ever. Yeah, I didn't think you would. Yeah. This is Never your gonna... fault, Yo. young man. <laughs> this is my fault? Don't call me a young man. <laughs> See, that's it. I'm all done. No idea. <laughs> not even my phone that's the worst part my phone's on silent <laughs> mine isn't i should probably do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh now oh oh you're gonna make me feel bad 
Um, yeah. y- yes, you should feel bad. Shame yeah. on you. I, yeah, I see how it is, Mr. Double Standard. Okay. <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. It's not a double standard. It's a quadruple standard. Oh, a quadruple standard. I'm yes, sorry. Yes. I had the wrong number in mind. Yeah. Uh, well, I like, to, I like to stack my standards up like a good quality burger. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. One of those uh, like Red Robin style burgers. Well, yeah. Yeah. The, the, heart, the heart attack on a plate. <laughs> yeah. Heart attack on a plate. All right. Anything that, uh, you know, clogs your left arm up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but where were we? Stimulus, stimulus pairing. Yeah. Hmm. Or maybe a CMOS. Uh, for for those who aren't familiar, that's that's conditioned uh, motivating operation surrogate. Yep. Yeah. Which I always like to think like spies, like yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, that made me think of it because you made the Red Robin okay. joke. Because you know, yeah. I see a I see a billboard on Red Ro- uh, of Red Robin, and I've only been to Red Robin twice, but uh, I see that delicious burger, and I'm like, I want that burger, even if it doesn't look anything like it. Um, yeah. So they're, they're supposed to do a good, pre- pretty good job uh, of doing that. I'm supposed to, but that was way back when I used to work for him. Ah. Um, <laughs> we should be 14 years ago. Anyway. Um, pairing. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I, I have to, <laughs> this is hard on a podcast. I got to sit and think about that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a lot of fun to delve into this stuff, even if we don't know the answers, because, you know, maybe someone else will hear it and be like, well, you idiots, don't you obviously see it's this thing? And then we're just going to be like, like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'm glad you took the time to do the thing I didn't care about. Wonderful. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. Humor is fun. I, I I think that's the reason why people uh, delve so much into it. Um, But I also see some people shy away from it because of the kind of threat. Um, I guess it depends on what you count as humor. Uh, And the unpredictability. Yeah. I mean, part of humor is being disorganized, even at the basis of a joke. It's a, a place where the rules have to be there, but the rules can be broken. So getting into things to that level can cause some interesting situations to happen. I can imagine. <laughs> well, that brings up anti-jokes. Those are fun too. Anti-jokes. Those yeah. aren't funny at all. I think they're hilarious. Yeah. And they can't be funny because they're anti-jokes. <laughs> well, you know, uh, <laughs> here's the first anti-joke I ever heard. What'd Jimmy get for Christmas? Oh. Cancer. Uh, yes. <laughs> I would say that's more dark humor, though. Uh, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but to say it's an anti-joke, well, that's just... Well, and then, then here's the second anti-joke I heard. Um, and, and folks, please please understand that when I tell this, you need to listen to the joke in its fullest before you make judgment. Um, oh, boy. Uh, what do you call a black news anchor? Oh, boy. A news what? anchor, you racist asshole. Accurate. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of an anti-joke because it's, it's making a point. And it, it is funny because there's the aha moment, but it's also yeah. like, it's also kind of that sort of, hmm. Yeah. Did I just do that? <laughs> Yeah. Well, now I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there has to be a certain component of, of discomfort to certain levels of, of, of comedy. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm not getting excited. The fact that you're making people feel uncomfortable. Uh, more, more about the... Um, it's one thing, I, one consideration that we forgot to talk about that I wanted to bring up was... Oh, yes. Uh, uh, one of my favorites is to think, as far as humor is concerned, you have the level of truthfulness, like on one side, and then how truthful that joke is uh, depends on whether or not and how it's received. Right? So you have yeah. a, a joke that's too honest, people are going to be like, well, you're just a dick. 
uh, versus your silly, simple, basic, whatever, anyone could laugh at it. So it's this real interesting, like, you have these two extremes that you have to work with this, uh, right? But mm -hmm. for instance, like your last joke would be obviously somewhere more towards like the, the sort of Likert scale on it for, I don't know. It's going to make a lot, of, a lot of people very uncomfortable. Yeah, quantitative reasons, why not? We'll put a Likert scale on it. Uh, <laughs> five being absolute horrible, like uh, our current reality, and then one being <laughs> um, everything's fucking cute, like the Wiggles program on PBS, right? And yeah. so there's an interesting balance between one side isn't very funny, the other side has potential to be really funny if you go too far. And then what plays within those two fields, in my opinion, is that, that shaping pro pro uh, process Mm -hmm. and the timing and delivery of um, the context, essentially, or the, the con not the context of content, but all those variables kind of influence that, that truth measure or that uh, level of severity, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that was one kind of random thought I had. Well, no, that, and that, that actually leads into uh, an observation that I've made, which is that comedy and horror are very closely related. Exactly. Um, because it's all about that building of tension and then that relief of tension. Yeah. Um, uh, like, uh, I think a good example of that would be like Zombieland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or uh, Shaun of the Dead. I mean, absolutely horrific, but so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and um, for the longest time, I didn't get horror movies. And I, I, I don't love them. I, I like good quality um, suspense and horror, but like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm definitely not the sort of person who would go out, rush out to watch a slasher film, but, um, I had friends who were really into that and they, they got me to watch it. And, um, my friend who I spent a lot of time unhashing and talking things through and figuring things out, um, as we call it, evolving out loud, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he, he and I sat down and talked it through and, and we were just like, I was like, why is it? Oh, okay. There's a, there, so there's a, there's a, 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 several things going on there. Like you see the dummy going down into the basement and they're, they're, they bring a crappy flashlight with them instead of just noping oh. on out of there to nope town, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, I could be done. You could be done anytime you want. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> friends, but no one's left. I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, you know, you, you could also like, you, you could turn around and go get a gun and then come back. You know, that, that could solve the problem too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in, in those particular circumstances, there's all, there's a certain level of um, like, Oh well, I wouldn't do something so stupid as that, and uh, and and just kind of the comedic components of that. Um, mm -hmm. Interestingly, uh, the Evil Dead, uh, the first movie, that there you was go. intended to be serious, but it was so campy that <laughs> they did the exact same thing again and made it even more campy, <laughs> and that no. led to Army of Darkness, <laughs> where they just went, you know what? We obviously can't scare anybody, but we can make them laugh. So, so you know, and 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 that's that that interest that cross section where maybe if you go too far, then it then then that goes into the realm of horror. But if you yeah. if you're right on that line, or or I guess to the whatever direction that is of that line, then it's funny. Yep, it, it's a it's a funny idea. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't meaning to. But I was like, okay, I'm I'm out of the words. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's 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 been a it's been a long day. <laughs> yeah, you're like it's two thirty. No, <laughs> three thirty my time. But yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I got an hour on you. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Awesome. But yeah, so humor, behavior, it's all. All interconnected. Uh, what was I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what was I getting at there? No, nothing. I was going nowhere with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's just free thoughts. That's the things get created. Yeah. Right? But um, 
I don't know. I, I feel like this is something that we should definitely explore some more. Uh, definitely. Folks, if you, if you have any uh, ideas or questions, I guess you could reach out to PsychCore or Bearded Behaviorist. Uh, totally. Message us if you, if you want a, a part two. <laughs> yep. We'll appreciate any reinforcers or gifts of tomatoes. Tomatoes. Do you want them rotten or fresh? In the strictest theater uh, sense, thrown. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So actually that, that brings me up on another, another idea thought. Um, So uh, there's a lot of associativeness going on with behavior, uh, humorous behavior, Um, a lot of uh, connections that are made and, and, um, I don't know about you, but I've experienced people who get funnier when they're inebriated. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of that loosening of inhibition. And, and sometimes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. You're good. Okay. That loosening of inhibitions and, um, and I guess, uh, increasing of, of neuron firing going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, you also kind of get maybe a little bit of that rule governed behavior going away a little bit. Ah, yeah, yeah uh, it's true. With, you know, sexually speaking, so because you get one or two going, and then uh, next thing you know, someone's not carrying you said shit, and, <laughs> and the next thing you know, it goes downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I've I've also experienced that. Um, so I've had multiple family members who have had surgeries, and then come out of the surgeries on certain pain relievers and uh-huh. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> they're, they're a little bit too truthful and it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, <laughs> 12 years ago, you're telling me. Yeah, no. <laughs> so yeah, there's a, there's a certain component to that. Um, so yeah, phylogeny, ontogeny, all that good stuff. Um, yeah the rules govern behavior is definitely a big factor there. Um, Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons why I don't think Dane Cook is as funny as people think he is. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. Uh, Not necessarily you, but other people. (laughs) Yeah. He had a, I don't know. He had some flashes in a pan, but nothing of substance. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, and that's, that's kind of where, like I, I, I've broken, I've, I've analyzed his humor and looked at it and been like, usually what he's doing is just breaking the rules and expecting people to think it's funny. Yeah. And if, if you're, if, if that's your only humor button that you're hitting and you just keep on jamming it over and over, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not developing as a creator and you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Now some of my, uh, let's see, you ever see John Panette? I think I've seen a couple of his things. I need to watch more of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he has a, um, uh, he does a bit, uh, John Panette, really big, really, unfortunately, really big gentleman. Not unfortunately, but he, he passed as a result. Uh, but he does a, a, a great example of a discriminative stimulus. That's a joke. He goes, when I'm at a restaurant, uh, um, they put salad on the table. I don't know why they, um, I don't know why they do that. I never order it, but I've learned one thing. Salad means that the meal will soon arrive. <laughs> Salad isn't food. <laughs> but it means the food's coming. <laughs> well, and then there's, uh, why did I just blank on him? I was thinking of his name earlier. Um, he's uh, he's the, the comedian who does the emphasis on the syllable. Um, yeah, that's a mouthful. Uh, yeah, emphasis on the syllable. It's it's that's his joke. Uh, um, why am I blanking on him? He was in Troop Zero on Amazon. Uh, you know what? I've got a computer right here. Bring um, him out to lunch. Troop Zero is hilarious. If you haven't had a chance to see it, I highly recommend it. Um, Jim Gaffigan. There we go. Oh yeah. Yeah, Jim Gaffigan does a really uh, awesome um, skit or a bit on on salads. And he's like, well, salads are just fun because you get to find the bacon in between the leaves. (laughs) (laughs) 
See, he's looking for the food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a it's like being a, a, a hunter gatherer, and you're you're moving between the foliage to get the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've uh, uh, I like to describe it. I tried to do the whole keto diet, right? Mm-hmm. I like to describe it as, well, yeah, you're a hunter and you killed the animal. It's lying there in the grass, so you just eat it with the grass. <laughs> <laughs> so I dress the food. I'd be like steak, spinach, just to eat it all together. <laughs> yeah, where, where it, yeah, <laughs> and all the greens around it. <laughs> well, and you know the the anthropologists that have followed and and uh, followed hunter gatherer cultures, they they've watched as people are going along, and yes, they're gathering. And they're saving it, but they're also just yeah. kind of grazing as they go along. So whenever I'm caught in the supermarket doing that, I'm like, that, this is my culture, guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I just popped that pickle jar open to see if it worked. I didn't like it. I just put it back. <laughs> it was sweet pickles. Yeah, so. it, was, it, was, it was no good. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, can't, I can't bring this home to my tribe. <laughs> this is not a fitting jar. No. This pickle beast is not acceptable. <laughs> yeah, this, this won't happen. Yeah. Yeah. It tastes old. So, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Um, well, I feel like we've beat this horse to death. Boomching. <laughs> <laughs> Chevelle, anyone? Had a cool <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? No. <laughs> no. Okay. So awesome. Um, well, thanks for yeah. for joining us and. Um, where can people find PsychCore? Uh, our biggest one is probably YouTube. Okay. Uh, we have over 700 videos that are um, excitingly OERs. They're open educational resources. Fantastic. So feel free to type in some type of behavioral principle or term, and uh, you'll find all the content and get stuck. Um, have fun. Uh, but we're also on like Facebook and Instagram and presumably a TikTok at some point, but we'll see. Please don't go that route. Please don't go that route. Don't go that route. Even has, but you know, it, it may open up the, the avenue for more jokes and reinforcement. So we'll that, that's true. That's true. All right. Go, you yeah. can go that route. Yeah. I, I have, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> I have been resisting that so hard because, uh, yeah, I, I post on multiple platforms, but not TikTok. <laughs> yeah. We, we're on multiple, but, you know, we can only manage so much. Well, if somebody wanted to uh, access uh, the reinforcer of your guys' hilarious shirts and stuff, which I wish I had worn the shirt you guys gave me, uh, that I won, <laughs> that I won purely by chance, and then then, then you guys... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> purely by chance. No, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I know. I know you did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally know. <laughs> so, so, so humorous wise, here, here's a, here's a fun one for you guys. So you guys know the context here. Um, so uh, you guys, um, Sitecore did a thing where you commented on um, what was your favorite thing to study in behavior analysis. And uh, there had to be a minimum of 50 people to comment. And so I commented the thing that I like studying, which is uh, instructional control and pairing, which are interrelated. And, um, and then I don't know if it was you or Ryan who posted uh, saying that, uh, all right, we, we met that, uh, that requirement. We're going to do the drawing. It's people have been picked. And somebody else commented something along the lines of, um, well, may the best person win. And I thought, reference humor time. So I said, may the odds ever be in your favor. Because, you know, Hunger Games, why not? <laughs> like, you know, death, mayhem, destruction, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's exactly um, it. <laughs> and then uh, somebody, yeah, <laughs> Boy Scout symbol. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nope, not the same. Yeah. <laughs> not the same. It um, is, depending on your reach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, the, I, I commented that and then almost immediately after someone's like spoken like somebody who won and I'm like, wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I and was the did. one, I thought it was freaking hilarious because it was unexpected. I was just like, you know, I never win anything. Like the last time I won something was an original iPhone that I promptly turned around and sold because I had no idea what it was. Yeah, and you're like, okay. 
I, Apparently, this is worth money. <laughs> yeah, I got a 300 bucks on a brand new suit out of the deal, so I felt like I was a winner. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cheap. I, I had no idea that the they were selling for $899 a piece, but, you know, well, whatever. You know, oh, yeah, okay. That was yeah. the original iPhone. It was it was a pretty big a pretty big game changer, but like I was just like, mm. yeah. Kind of glad I didn't go that route because I'm an Android guy. I know sacrilege. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'm, you know. Ah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like I can do more with it, but you know, yeah. <laughs> to all you Apple users out there, your 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 platform is perfectly legitimate. It's okay. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> all right so uh, well, yeah so, so if uh, somebody wanted to get a hold of those great shirts uh sorry no i i was saying uh glad you won the shirt and you haven't worn it since i have uh, multiple times oh you have okay oh, yeah. I, I just keep I, I just forgot to wear it today represent but uh yeah where would somebody be able to get a hold of one of those uh sweet designs yeah, Tagore has a website, so go ahead and check it out. Okay, so yeah. psychcore.com, I'm assuming? All right. I believe it's net. I need to double check. Because I, I have a great uh, discrimination issue between our email and our website. Well, I'm, I plugged net. it in. I was right. Yep. So P-S-Y-C-H-C-O-R-E. Dot net. Correct. Cool. Psych is in psychology, core is in the core of something like an apple. <sighs> Just like our channel, the joke was horrible with the title. <laughs> I, I have to say my my particular bleh, my particular favorite design you guys have is uh, the ring around Rosie's one. That that one's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, your favorite one? Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Did did you come up with that one? <laughs> Uh, actually, my wife did. Oh, even better. Yeah, yeah. So she was a she was a big fan of it. I was like, check out this, and you were. It was the picture of you wearing it. She was like, no way. So. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming on, uh, folks. Definitely. If you want to, having me. Definitely. Uh, folks, if, please check out psychcore.net. Um, also check out and follow Psychcore on all your favorite, favorite social medias, which may soon include TikTok. Um, and uh, utilize those open source education resources. Um, also, uh, yep. if you are in the behavior analysis field, please come join us for our open source education special interest group, which is free to join because we're open source. Um, so please yeah. uh, be a participant. Um, and uh, you can also check me out at Bearded Behaviorist on uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and LinkedIn, as well as Minds.com, which you probably don't know about, but that's okay. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate having you on, and uh, let's do it again. Definitely. Thanks for having me. We'll catch no you later. <laughs>